everyone. Welcome back to the Business and Blazers podcast. I'm here and I'm so excited with um, an incredible guest, this absolute boss that I just can't wait to interview. So I'm here with Nikita. Hello, Nikita. Welcome. Welcome. So Nikita here is uh, the founder of Translate NC, which is a management and creative partnerships company. She's worked with the likes of Mr. Easy. She currently is managing Tiana Blake, Poison Ivy, DJ Limelight, DJ Semtex, and Guilty Beats, who happens to be my cousin. Sorry, everyone. I'm so <laughs> proud of him. He happens to be my cousin. And I, she's just such a boss, such a boss. So today, I'm just excited to welcome you on the show and to get into it. Oh my gosh, first of all, wow, what an introduction. I need to take you everywhere when I go Oh, I'll do it for you. Don't worry about that. I'll do it for free. I will big you up everywhere. <laughs> No, thank you so much for all the kind words. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. And also congratulations on this podcast. Like congratulations on putting this all together. And, you know, um, likewise, I just want to say kind of how I, obviously I know being Guilty's cousin and her paths have crossed um, on social events and things. But every time I speak to you, you're doing something different and you're always looking at ways to not only build what you're doing, but also give back and support women. So hats off to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. I just, yeah, I feed off of meeting people like you and I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Uh, we just spoke about this before, but when my cousin was telling me about who his manager was and, and her being a female, I was like, yeah, move over. I don't <laughs> care that you've worked with Beyonce. I want to meet your manager. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, yeah, great that you've produced all of these songs, but who's your, I want to meet her. Who is she? Let me meet her. I just can't wait to get into this. So how did you get started? Um, in this industry and how yeah that's my first question to you how did you get started so i'm going to try and keep it as concise as possible okay i think it's really important for anyone to understand like i um there's always different everyone has a different story of how they started but i actually didn't think i was ever going to be in management i just always had a love for music like growing up um it, we had in our house we had a music room right and my dad just had records like from floor to ceiling and a record player so I'd always be listening always listening to music always had a passion for music but I, I literally went traditional route school college university and I was like I want to go into business and finance I was like I want to be I want to be a star working on the stock markets did not want to do that so I did my degree I left uni and my heart was kind of like I want to move to London because I'm originally from Derby which is in the Midlands so I was like, right, I'm going to get a job in London. So I got a job in sales because I'm like, get to London, just get a job and then figure it out. And um, I was in the job for like eight to nine months. And it was coming up to like the time where you look at getting, like moving up in the job and your role and yeah. stuff. I just had this, this I had, I had like, you know, one of those kind of realizations. I was like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Is this what I'm going to do? Is this, is this what I want to, what I want to, is this yeah. a career I want to pursue? And then I was like, yeah. no. So I just started looking at things that I'm really interested in and um, ended up quitting my job and I started a radio production course um, at Point Blank College. And whilst I was there, I started to learn how to DJ and do these things. But for me, it was a music first. So I was like, I wanna go into radio presenting, etc. And then I did that, that was like a year long course. And I was just basically doing jobs to make the way so that would be working in bars. I was doing admin jobs, etc., etc. And then um, an opportunity came up to go to Berlin for three months for um, an internship with resident advisor. 
And um, because they saw my audio experience, so they have a podcast and like, let's get you working on the podcast. So I went to Berlin for three months, amazing experience. Like that's a whole nother story. Then I ended up coming back and um, I got back to Derby and I was like, right, I ended up working in a call center and I was like, right, what do I want to do? Yeah. And the thing is, so many people will tell you, oh, it's really hard to do this. It's really hard to do that. And I got that from a lot of people. But I knew I had to get to London again. And I was like, I need to figure out and join the dots. At the same time, I was like doing things for like Shoreditch Radio, Roundhouse, etc. I had my own show. Um, that is a plug. Roundhouse in North London. Yeah. Roundhouse is brilliant like the what the way they create things whether if you're in the creative arts and you're looking to go into different things they have a program or something that will support that journey so they had a mentorship program um my mentor was was Adele from BBC Radio and at the time she was producing Trevor Nelson and I was like a huge I'm a huge Trevor Nelson fan I grew up listening to the radio like my dad would buy the like the projects and stuff and I was like oh okay oh my god so I remember going in and she taught me a lot like people talk about mentors and I would say Adele really taught me so many things like but what one thing was navigating and building confidence and I, at the time I wanted to be a presenter and I remember saying to her in the studio one day I was like I just need to get my foot in the door at the BBC fast forward um a someone I know from back home, but who is also an amazing manager, some very inspirational gov from, who has a catalyst entertainment. He was like, oh, go, do you want to shadow a show? And I was like, yeah. So I ended up shadowing Yasser show on BBC Asian Network. And that, um, that was brilliant. And off the back of that, I met an amazing producer who said, do you know what, I'm going to um, come in, I'll teach you how to use the systems. A woman, a woman, please note she was a woman actually. She goes, come in, I'll teach you how to use the systems. Um, I'm cutting those out to keep it concise and I already know it's long, but I ended up um, freelancing on um, BBC Asia Network as a script writer. So I traveled to London once a week, wow. write the script, come back, etc. Then as an assistant producer role came up, became an assistant producer, did that. And then eventually I ended up working with Edu and Semtex as an assistant producer. And then um, after working with them, I became their producer and Whilst I was on Edu's show um, and working with Semtex, I learned a lot. I loved, we did some amazing and incredible things, but I crossed paths with an artist named Mr. Easy. And um, I just started, started obviously, you know, having conversations, bouncing ideas from one another. And then it, it ended up happening that he, he was like, would you be part of my team? I ended up becoming his manager um, across the UK. And that's how I got into management. That's like literally, so you can see it wasn't like a straight path, but it was, but I think it's a case of, it's in any industry, right? Everything's about growth, growth. But for me, I will say it was the fact that I got given, I was thinking about things in a certain way. And you, when you, even when producing, it was about how, what are the ideas? How do we create them? How do we make them bigger? What's like, you know, it kind of all, organically grew into that and off the back yeah. of that like I literally it was like if I'm going to be a manager I need to learn I need to know what I'm doing and that's that's how it happened and I got that opportunity to work with great managers whilst whilst learning all that as well and then it just grew from there yeah so I just what I'm hearing from your story is that the dots started to connect once you started to figure out what you wanted to do, you had a general love for the music industry, well, the music in general. And then it just, opportunities started to just sort of present themselves as you started to work, work hard. But yeah, you did glance, glance over, I know you had to keep it, uh, you wanted to keep it short and sweet, but you did glance over the fact that you really worked from the bottom up 
<laughs> you do script writing, you got a mentor and all of that stuff to work yourself to a point where to get ready to be um, a manager and then also turn it into a management and creative company. So I wanted to go into like, what kind of major hurdles did you face, you know, especially creating your, your company um, in this industry? Like what kind of hurdles did you face and how did you overcome them? Or are you still overcoming them? Um, it's really interesting because I think like anything has challenges, right? Any industry you work in, it's not just if it's music, if it's in, if it's like um, entertainment, sports, but even outside of that, if you're in banking or finance or, you know, whatever you pursue, there's loads of challenges. I think, um, so I set up Translate NC because I, I remember being at the BBC and it got to a point where I was doing all these incredible things outside and working with so much great talent and, you know, working on these projects. And it was like, well, what, what is the opportunity for growth here? Honestly, like what, what do I want to be working in radio forever? Which essentially I don't think I did because I was like, you know, there's, 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 there's moments in your life when, you know, it's like a, an amazing era and you're going to do some great things. But I was like, is if I got put on a different show or if I had to get then if I was taken out of the hip-hop and African music shows and put on something else would that passion still exist do you know what I mean like yeah. um and I'm really fortunate enough that I I work and I've met people who I work with and I've met people who are really supportive and have done some amazing things and aren't afraid to share that knowledge and empower you so I, I um I'd, I wouldn't say so much hurdles because I think if I try to list them off, there'll be like so many because you're overcoming them all the time, aren't you? And it could be little things or huge moments that change your life and forever change the way you're going to go. But um, for me, I think it was just a case of the first thing overcoming was fear. Like, OK, you know what? I'm going to leave leave the this job and this um, kind of safety net of what I'm doing and I'm going to go out and do something on my own I think every there's always fear in life right so I think from yeah. that's a personal yeah. like doubt and fear we still I still have it like I still sometimes like what about this what about that but that would be like a personal hurdle to get to the point where I'm like right I'm gonna set up translate NC and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna have my own company and you know fingers crossed and you know what thank god and I remember um and I have to say Semtex was like one of one of the people who kept it most real with me and Edu as well, because I was working with them, they they empowered me as well. And I think that's a really important thing to know, like people around you and how they're empowering you and the conversations you're having and are they encouraging your growth? So even those moments of fear and doubt, I had people around me saying no and keeping me kind of yeah. focused and aligning me so I do stay on the path. No, I, I agree. Who is around you? very important especially when you are starting out in starting anything out but especially stepping out as an entrepreneur and your own business like you can hear so much negativity and negativity in yourself uh, so yeah I think that is important for us to take to take from you one thing I wanted to touch on is about the sort of mistakes that we make <laughs> as entrepreneurs because here in your timeline you suddenly became a manager oh okay did you make any mistakes in that uh, starting up translate and seeing that how did you overcome those all <laughs> those mistakes as well um i don't think like you know what um people say like um do, you know that word mistake and it's so fear like you fear it don't you like oh god you don't want to mess up but the thing is like 
you, you, in order to grow, you have to, you have to go through, I say challenges rather than mistakes, because a mistake is like, oh, I'll do that differently. And I think, no, because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't get to this point, right? So it's all about perception of what, what you, how you look at things. I wouldn't say mistakes. One thing I would say is that um, you're always learning, right? Everything's changing, especially in the creative industry, the way we do things, the way things are put out, the way, you know, um, the, the, the way, even music is consumed is tra- is changing so i think for me like it wouldn't be like a mistake but more so um lesson the lessons that i would have say i've learned is and i'd say to any manager starting out is just if you don't know find out find out there's books there's resources you need to know like you you need to know your shit Are there any books that in particular that you read that helped you or any sort of um yeah there's one by donald s passman and I actually always tell my eyes to get this and my boss i'm like everybody needs to read this book you're going to be in music this is the book you need everything you need to know about the music business that's like one book and i think everyone will tell you that's the book to go to well, everyone you've heard that don't touch it <laughs> but even like going into management it wasn't a case of like oh let's just try and see how it goes it was the fact that I'd been doing things okay led to that happening so it was like you know when you're um doing things out of passion and out of the love and you're you know making certain things happen and you don't realize at the time that's a role of a manager or that's a role of that person and then because of that that's what happens so one thing I'll say is before even saying I want to do this I want to do that like understand what it involves understand is this what you're passionate about is this what you want to do and it's not like a I want to do this thing because I always say like in any especially in music and management you've got to love it you've got to love what you do you've got to love the music you're you're working with you've got to, you've got to understand the artists you've got to understand your DJs you've got to understand your producers and you've got to be willing to go a thousand percent and you know what you've got to be thinking when when they have their downtime because they are always switched on you've got to be thinking ahead and that's it I think that's the the lessons I learned but I was fortunate enough to work with somebody called Deragos very early on and he's um, a manager from he has a talent agency company in um, Africa he's based from Nigeria but he's amazing his insight and his foresight on the international music scene and looking at like the African music market and things like that he was amazing because he provided um, the sort of knowledge sharing that I think should happen especially if if you're in a fortunate position where you can impart some knowledge so I don't think I would say mistakes I just say there's lessons that I would want I would share with other people but um but one thing I'll say is always just make sure you cover cover yourself like you need to make sure you're protected as well especially in a business like contracts and things like that I know it's such a difficult thing to talk about and this goes is not just for management whether you're doing PR whether you're doing consultancy get your contract sorted make sure you're getting things like you know where you stand on the business side because I think that's where it gets tricky yeah I was going that was my next question to follow up with is the less creative hat running the business that's the love and the passion you know but then there's the actual business we have to make money we have to get all of our legalities correct was that a struggle for you or balance your creative side and like the actual big running the business side and how did you how do you manage that okay yeah i'll be honest because i i um i'm very passionate so sometimes um most times i leave the passion over business because but you know what over time 
you kind of think no you, you learned you know what I mean that's why I'm grateful for the journey like working at the BBC was great because you know what it taught me like there'll be times where there were certain things that were said in an interview and I'd be like well I can't we let it out and it'd be like well actually the BBC guidelines are and I'm like okay I get it because they have that business that but that's when I realized it's like oh but I care about this beyond that I care about these things beyond that so I think it's about finding the right balance within yourself because there is no right amount of either because each person is individual right so there isn't enough there isn't like a 50 percent of this and 50 percent of that it doesn't work because it will be robots so it's more like just finding what works for you and just finding one thing that's got me through it is transparency honesty um really helps because when you're transparent and honest with your clients and the way you approach business it's much easier because I think when it's when you're not doing that that's when it gets tricky whereas if you have those conversations up front if you're really clear with everything and you just you just focus on that that helps and also on the other flip side is like you know when you're going out there it is you can't take anything personal you can't is essentially it is business it is called the music business so it's about remembering that and I think over time that's where I learned that where I was like you know what I have to really I love it and the passion is what will keep me going because if you don't know what you're doing what's the point um I I remember when I used to work in radio I'd always be like oh my god there's this song we need to play this song and people like are you PRing the song I was like no like I wasn't even in PR but I just love this song and I think you should play it but it's just finding the balance and I think over time I learned how to find a balance that works for me but like I said forever learning and I'm sure if we were to have this conversation in two three years time I'd be like well, actually I found a bit more now because I've learned this, 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 this. So yeah, I think it's a, um, it's a tricky one, but it's not a, it's not, it's something you must do in order to succeed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Balance. Balance. I, I say that to everyone is my word for the, it's my word for my life now. I think I'm going to get it tattooed on me. I'm like balance an experience but was there any was there an, a particular experience that, that was significant that helped you with you know managing contracts and managing the business like, was there a specific experience that taught you the most you know about you know the actual music business side of things I wouldn't say there's an ever a specific experience because it's just it's like an amalgamation of experiences and mm-hmm. lessons and just you know the the more you do something the better you get at it right so that's it it's literally that is there anything that you wouldn't have done you would like is there something that you is there a mistake or again a mistake or experience that you had that you would tell people actually I wouldn't go down that route in terms of in terms of management just I'm just picking your brain (laughs) Um, in terms of management in terms of management or just uh, starting your business in general okay anything you wouldn't have done and be like actually people stay away this this just wasted my time or wasted my money (laughs) um you know what it's that thing everything individual one thing i will say is you know what trust your gut more like oh yeah sometimes things where i'm like oh i don't know about this and my my every inch of my being is like don't do it like but oh no let's just give it a go and I'm like afterwards I'm like oh why did I do that <laughs> do you know what I mean I did I knew this wasn't going to work and I knew there wasn't that energy there or things like that but you just you just have to that that comes from experience where you're like now I'd be like something doesn't sit right okay no also like um, you know don't beat yourself up if things go wrong they go wrong and you know 
Um, some of the big, biggest success stories come from failure, right? But one thing um, you were asked, so you asked me basically, is there something I would advise to other people? You know, um, it's not so much an advice, but it's an experience, but, but there's been experiences where I, and this isn't in management, it was in before, prior to that where I've had people question why I do certain things and make me feel bad for being authentic or um, questioning like the way things should be. And it's like, that to me is like, if someone's doing that, why are they doing that? Cause you start, you can start doubting yourself, not all the time, but sometimes it's like, actually there's a reason you're asking these questions and there's a reason you're in this position and there's a reason you have your own platform or your own thing. So I just think it's a bit more like go with your gut and don't be afraid to be authentically you. Yeah, no, but it is tough because, especially in, I wouldn't say just your industry, but in general, it, it's seen a lot in the entertainment and music industry that you can't be fully transparent, especially when you're negotiating contracts and deals. It's it's so, it feels like you can't be transparent. It feels like you have to sort of put on a front and um, to get to the next level. So it's interesting hearing you say that actually being yourself being as transparent as you possibly can without obviously breaching any contracts is what has gotten you ahead yeah I think you see so I'm looking at it from a client to client relation client relation point of view where it's like I think transparency is key because you can't build a great relationship any whether that be um, friends family etc but also client relationships without trust there do you know what I mean yeah. and sometimes that transparency and it's like there's different degrees to it right so you, you there's certain things where you don't have to go too much in, and this is this is more like if you're working with other organizations etc there's different degrees but to me that's what I find is important being transparent and some people will be like like you said oh they may not want to but that's but that's them and that may work for them and I think there's different degrees to it and there's different yeah. experiences but when it comes to clients and building relationships with um, organizations and brands to me that's important Makes sense. It makes sense. Have you had a, I mean, I think you make tough decisions every single day. How have you dealt with like the tough decision-making part of your um, business? Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I think there's been, there's been a few instances in life where I've made some decisions that could have led to one way or another. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail about them, but what I will say is that um, each time I've thought it out and I've taken time, right? So when it comes to making a decision, it's about making sure that you, cause you know, there's that thing about being emotional, how people say, oh, you, you can lead with emotional. There's a thing yeah. about being strategic yeah. and there's a thing about this or that. And it's all of that, right? But it's also about taking your time on any decision you make and making sure you're doing it for the right reasons. That's my honest, um, having had to, like, leaving leaving a job and setting up my own company I, yeah like that took time but making a decision like that then armed me with the experience to be better at making any decisions moving forward because it's not as like um it's not like oh my gosh okay it's it's like well I did that so you know I can do this <laughs> yes. and, is that the toughest decision like going from stability so that actually I'm going to take the risk and 
Well, it's like going back to the start, right? So when I was like, I'm, I'm in this job, I've just done this degree, and now I think I'm going to go do this. But it's like making that decision. And what was it? It was based on gut. It was based on um, what I felt inside. And it's like, that's what you have to, you have, that means something. I think when you're in tune with, when you know what you want to do and you're focused, that's where you can get to that, where you need to be. And you make the steps to make that happen. But I think, yeah, when there have been decisions, where I'm like, like, should I be leaving this opportunity? Should I be doing this? Should I be, you know, staying where I am? But what if, if I leave this opportunity, is it going to harm X, Y, Z? And then it's like, no, like you, you know, you can't, you've got to, any decision you make, you just got to believe in it. And if at the time it may not go the way you want it to go, it's because you were meant to go in that path anyway. It's a little bit like... <laughs> Oh, no, I get you. I completely get you. It's a bit like um, what you were supposed to do anyway, fate, what people say, you know, destiny. I know, I was like, it's going to get a bit too, um, you know, old hippie now. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> a lot of being an entrepreneur and, and running your own business, and I can relate, is we're making it up as we go along sometimes. Well, a lot of the time. So it is those those instincts, those skills that we learn from um, trusting who we are and trusting our experiences that's what gets us through it's not always the the very very technical read this book and stage do this stage one and do this stage two there's no there's no real guidelines you always have to make it up sometimes as you go along so I can I completely understand you I hope everyone else understands that too and just takes that takes that lesson with them but um so my next thing is this is a funny one this is the funny one I really want you to think about an embarrassing business moment or like a moment where you're in business mode and you you made you just embarrassed yourself have you had anything like that I love hearing people's embarrassing stories because it makes them feel human I've had anything like that okay do you know what this wasn't so much in business mode and it's it's just now I can laugh about it at the time I was like oh maybe you shouldn't have done that on your journey on your journey yeah so when I was um oh okay so when I was working in um, radio there was there was a form there was a piece of content coming out right about a certain music genre and I don't I I know for a fact there were people who could have represented the music genre better within the same organization so I took it upon myself to kind of send an email <laughs> and be like hey, like, why would, why would you not think about this person who's been doing this for so long and da-da-da-da-da and, you know, um, what, what, why, you know, it's not, it's a little bit negligent, you know, why would you not do that? And at the time, obviously, I didn't think about my position within that organisation and how, and I also CC like, the main boss in there and I was like, oh, okay, you know, at the time, and I did get a bit of a, you weren't in the right to do that. And I was like, well, look, as somebody who's, you know, from a certain culture and somebody who represents something, I do feel like it's important to utilize your voice when you think, and it was like, well, actually, you've got to realize this is your position in that. I wouldn't say it was embarrassing. I was a bit like, oh my, and then I had to like, you know, where you have to kind of take the big gulp and be like, oh, yeah, yeah shouldn't I? but I don't regret it. Don't get me wrong. I don't regret it. And I'll probably do it again if I was at, if it happened, because I think if you don't call things, not all the time, but at that time, it was a t completely different situation, completely different organization, completely different platforms. But I was like, I get it from a business business perspective that as an employee, that is a client. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, so that's, you know, going back to the passion and the business side, that's when, you know, that was the learning, but it wasn't, I don't find it embarrassing. I can laugh about it now, but at the time I was like, 
oh dear, I don't like, you know, I don't like getting pulled into the office and being told off and all that kind of thing. But yeah, there was that. Yeah, but you don't regret it. That's good. But that brings up another kind of conversation that I, I want to talk about in terms of you being a woman and also you being, you're so passionate about India and your culture as well. Like, well, I was, let's speak about, we'll speak about them separately, but one, how does it feel? Like, have you, being a woman in a male-dominated industry, have you had any, have you felt that you've been treated differently or because you're a female in certain circumstances? I want to hear a bit more about that. And then we'll talk about your culture as well. Like, so, yeah, 